What is up guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here, and we are back yet another week for Junior Senior 2 Views. I'm here with Senior, as always. Hey yo, everybody, how's it going? So we're going to get straight into it. Straight Sa into it. Sam Darnold has been traded. Sam Darnold. Oh, gone. Jets. Gone. You received l significantly less than what you gave up to trade up for him. They traded up in the 2018 draft for bungling the tank in that year. They traded up. Three spots from the sixth to the third mm -hmm. with the Colts, and yes. they gave up their their sixth pick and three second rounders. Yes, they got back what one second rounder, a fourth, and a sixth. Yeah, that's how badly Gase has screwed up his development. Oh well, well I think this was destined to occur. Uh, I would have said I was sort of on the fence, thinking which way would they would go, whether they keep Darnold with a new coach, Robert Sala coming in a new sort of t structure around him. Um, obviously not, but there was a taker. And so you have to take from this that Carolina really coveted Sam Darnold enough. And it's a good start for him to get away from a franchise that really is starting all over again back at square one. So yeah. for the, for the um, you know, for Carolina, this is a chance to sort of upgrade. They well, obviously don't think Teddy Bridgewater. Of course, he's is not gonna, the future. Yeah. He's a high floor, low quarterback, low ceiling quarterback. So look, obviously they consider Teddy Bridgewater to be expendable. So there, there's thoughts about them, you know, being traded. Thoughts about him being traded. So uh, moving on from Sam Darnold. I mean, it's a good move for the Jets. Um, now we know they're going to draft. Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Justin Fields. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I think Justin Fields goes to the 49ers. Um, Why would they draft him? But right now, what you do is if you're the Jets, you draft Zach so, Wilson, and then you so draft you think Lynn. they're going to trade up in the draft? So they might trade up in the draft to select Justin Fields. No, no, no. I think they're going to draft Zach Wilson. I don't think Justin Fields has anything to do with the Jets. I think Zach Wilson is their quarterback. I think the Jets obviously will, unless they screw it up, will draft a quarterback. Maybe, maybe Watch them screw maybe it up. Maybe they'll draft a punter. Watch them screw it up. All right. It's the next. Jets. Moving on. Moving on, we have got... What next for the 49ers and Texans? So, I suppose it's a game of... Deshaun. You know, it's a game of chess. Yep. So yep. now... All eyes are on Deshaun Watson. And um, obviously he has the whole problems with management and the ownership which i don't blame him for and also the situation with his uh, with um his all these sexual assault allegations leveled towards him correct the we talked about this earlier i find the situation to be a little bit fishy mm -hmm. because the the lawyer that's levying these these allegations towards him is friends with cal mcnair mm -hmm. but 12 women i mean look i i think that it's the timing is unusual considering this, these allegations could have come out a lot sooner than they have now. But we are not, we're not at all insinuating, obviously. No, and so we're not, we're not going to sit there and make thoughts about that. What we're looking at is what next for Deshaun, which I yeah. still have said, and I think we've said this on the show is my thoughts are that he's going to definitely sit out the season. He oh, bro, of course, he's of course he's going to sit out the season. If Nick Casario doesn't want to trade him, mm. you're going to hold out. Right. So the next thing you think about is the 49ers. Now, the 49ers, we know, and we said last week, they moved up to the third pick. They swapped with Miami. Yeah. So, by all accounts, the 49ers, I believe, will be drafting a quarterback. They've looked very seriously at Justin Fields. Because they've got they've got their core in place already. They've got their O-line in place already. They've got their defensive core in place already. They just need everybody to stay healthy. Right. And, of course, uh, from all accounts, management's still behind Jimmy Garoppolo. So, they assume he'll be the... 
The starter. So, so do they get p- do they get Panay Sewell? I think he'd be a really good addition to that to that O line. I think you own. I think the teams that are where they are now, the first four, the first even the first three picks are all going to be quarterbacks. And three then, or four picks, and then, then they'll go for linemen. And then everything below. Where are the Giants this time around? Well, I the think Giants are late twelve. So probably. at this point, at this point, you're looking at quarterbacks. The trend from from where I sit will be quarterbacks going first, and then you'll look at line offensive linemen because. For the teams that have quarterbacks in place, you well, remember the Giants drafted Andrew Thomas at four last last time around. So yeah. it's a, it's an interesting wrinkle within that he was between he got drafted in between I think Jeff Okuda and um, who went fifth Herbert. All right. So moving on, changing gears. Baseball season so far. So the first week, okay. Second week is now. It's to- We're not going to make any predictions yet, but the Too Mets soon. the Mets have looked good. But they've made some errors. I don't know why you pulled DeGrom at 77 pitches when he's clearly the best pitcher in both leagues, mm-hmm. and he can easily pitch 100 in one game. Yep. I don't know why you pull him. And also about the Conforto situation, do you think he leaned into that pitch? By all accounts, he did. By all accounts, he did. But, you know, I think it's, it's again, it's too soon for us to sort of make these kind of predictions about teams well we're not we're not making I'm predictions looking at standings i'm seeing yeah american league if you look at the well if you look at standing by standing you know the orioles in first place that'll be the last time you'll see them in first yeah, place they're not going anywhere. so they're in first place the yankees are in last place theoretically three and four it's only been seven games in seven eight games in so again the central you have the twins on top at five and two the central is a bit of a mixed central, bag. central central al central is a joke and al west you have the Eight and one Astros, who, by the way, uh, Dusty Baker reported uh, to be annoyed with the, the Astros getting heckled on their road oh, trips. Oh come on, Dusty! You knew you were, what you were getting into when you took this job, brother. You knew what you, so he, he I you guess, knew what you were getting into when you took this job. Reportedly, he doesn't understand why. Oh come it's on! Still going on now, considering that was. It's not okay. You don't understand why? No, it's nothing. It's not like it's baseball's most heinous cheating scandal in over a hundred years. Mm. Like you can't use electron uh, elect electronics to seal signs. Yeah. Like that's what people are mad about. Yeah. And the fact that they benefited from it—that's yeah. what people are mad about. I think the worst part about it is there really wasn't a penalty put towards yeah, the actual players that's, involved. That's why. Or I, the Astros losing the championship. That, or really, I mean, pretty much what happened. Well, because the manager was rolled. He got fired. Well, because the general manager well, got fired. we talked about this last year when it was going on, and we came to the conclusion that baseball wants to bury the scandal as far as it can go. Yeah. But Baker, you knew what you were getting into when you came. Here. Well, that's because remember now, last year was a bubble. It was a. He's a player's coach. But He's last, not anything else. Yeah, but last year was a truncated season, so you didn't have any fans. You just had play. You just had no fans now. But of course you have they're going to get in there now. You of have course, fans in there. Of now. course they're going to he- get heckled. Come on now. But um, I think next game, next game, the the Mets and Marlins play. I think Conforto is getting beaned. One hundred percent. He's going to get beaned. The right now National League Phillies are on top at five and one. Marlins are last place. The Central is a bit bit interesting. I'm looking at the NL Central right now. The Reds are on top with the Cardinals because there's no one else um, in that. Do you really think the Pirates or the Cubs are really going to make no, noise? No, no, Come on now, because no. the there's no one else in that division except the, West, the Cardinals and Reds. Right, and in the NL West, the Dodgers are on top. So it's too soon, and I think I would prefer to wait 
until a quarter of the games or go until through. until the trade deadline or around that time. I think, around, I think we'll until keep, the summer. We'll keep our eyes on it. So we'll, right. we'll move on. Moving on. Uh, All star game. So because of I guess a contentious contentious actions being done within the state of Georgia with voting rights. Um, it appears that baseball's kind of stepped in and have decided to change the venue uh, this year for the All-Star game from Atlanta to Colorado. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, sports get... We're not going to get in, into any sort of politics, but, like, sports and politics intersect, and you've seen that with the NBA with their stance on Black Lives Matter, but it's just not really a field that I want to get into with sport because it's a very contentious issue, and... The world is divided enough as it is, and this country is divided enough as enough as it is. We don't really, I don't really feel like I want to add to that. But baseball's response to it, I'm not too like, I, I'm on the fence with it. I don't really care less. That See, they I think it, it. Well, I think it's important. I think that you know, it's very easy to separate sport from you know, actual other issues within within any part of the world. But I think it's it's we know that it intersects. Yeah, you know, Colin, of course Ka- it Colin Kaepernick start. You know, uh, of one course, of, the first ones of course it intersects. That. So when you have baseball stepping in, going, this should happen this way, it kind of pushes the envelope towards even golf because the Masters is taking place as we speak yeah. in Augusta. Oh well, so, golf, well, it's not. I know it's, it's always not the same it's thing. never it's Augusta's always been in Augusta. They're not going to change it because politics is, of, of is course, happening now. But I think it's golf. Golf yeah. is way different in in its conservatism than it is to baseball yeah, or right. any other sport for that matter. Right. So I, I, look, I think it's interesting that baseball did that. You know whether or not that is a ripple effect towards Atlanta. Atlanta will maybe get a chance to do it next year. Who knows? We'll I see. Think it's interesting to to see what where that goes next. Uh, Bulls after the trade. Want to weigh in on that? Um, it hasn't really worked out so far. So, but they need time. I think <laughs> they they rattled off two wins in a row. So don't, don't, yes, Woo-hoo! they went on a bit of a. The Bulls won two games. They went on. Woo-hoo! They went on a bit of a slide. Whoa. They went on a bit. Of, they went on a bit of a slide, but mm-hmm. it's starting to pick up again. They're still the tenth seed. If there's yeah. a, if, if the playoffs started today, they if would the, be the playoffs. No, if there's a play-in, which there might be a play-in round, they yeah. they they could be in there. So they, Vucevic okay. just needs time to to get into that system, and he's now starting to find his feet. He's putting okay. up really good numbers that they expected from that trade. Mm-hmm. And, well, he's gonna give you the numbers. It's everything else that's. The issue. I well, mean, that it, team, the team's still young. I mean, Larry, it's now a case of for Billy Donovan juggling minutes because now you got to give Larry touches, you got to give Thaddeus Young touches, now you got to give Kobe White minutes at point guard, you got to give him touches. It's a case of just figuring out where to go. I think they're playing long, long range game here. If they do make the playoffs this year, it's a, it's, it, they might. No. If they. If there's a playing round, they might. They won't. Just get Sums out of up. here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Knicks, okay, well, Knicks fan. Well, if the playoffs started you, today, the Knicks would uh, be in the fifth seed ready to okay, play. Okay, Knicks fan in a weak-ass Eastern Division. Knicks will be the eighth seed. You're in, a gar- you're in the garbage-ass Pacific Division. Shut your trap. Anyway, just with the Bulls, you just got... <laughs> it's, it's a case of just trying for Billy Donovan. If they do make the playoffs this year, it's a plus... But no I'm plus. not sure if they will. No, because because of the fact that this team still is about one or two years away. So and so 
it's a case of long-range game for the Bulls, and I'm honestly, they're showing progress. All right. Well, moving on, the playoffs. If the playoffs were to start today, so far, we know in the East that New Jersey's, I mean, New Jersey, oh, my God, Brooklyn. I keep thinking the Nets and New Jersey. But Brooklyn Nets are number one. So if the playoffs were to start today, they would play the Knicks. The Sixers would play the Celtics. The Bucks would play the Heat. The Hornets would play the Hawks. Which one of those seedings would make you kind of salivate? Um, I'd say. I think the Bucks I'd and say Heat. The, the, the first Bucks and Heat looks like a really good round. That would be good. But I think really the, the Bucks look better this year because of Drew Holiday. Yeah. Drew, Drew Holiday's been excellent for what he's brought. Yeah. His defense, he's making a case for Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. which I think rare. I don't think a guard has won that. Yeah. So it'd be historic if he mm-hmm. did. He's been incredible. Yeah. But I and they've looked a lot better. The Heat have been kind of up and down this season. Yeah. But the trade for Oladipo has said to Hero, "Look, don't get too comfortable here. Yeah. You got to step up." You stepped up in the finals and the playoffs in the finals. Now you got to step up all the time because he still has developing to do. Can I just say I think the most intriguing one would be for me the Hornets and the Hawks, just because they're a couple franchises that you don't hear about them in the playoffs. They've loved, you, because they've been been in purgatory for the past half decade. But you hear about them, you know, sitting in the lottery waiting for the next ball to come up. So the fact that those teams would possibly get in it. Both teams well, it's the East. barely over five. You got to remember it's the East now. We're, because teams have been tripping over themselves this year. Yeah. Go to the West. We got the Jazz potentially facing the Grizzlies in round if the playoffs were to start today. The Suns at second seed. But I'll to tell play you the Mavericks, third seed Clippers to play the Trailblazers, fourth seed Nuggets to play the Lakers. Which one does that grab you? Um, I think they all grab Honestly, you I'm looking at the Suns right now because this is their time. Booker, this will be, if all goes well right now, this will be his first playoff playoff appearance in his career. Yep. And this is his time. He said he was done with not making the playoffs. Yep. Let's see something. Yeah, I, I think it's intriguing. This is, this is... Because Chris Paul has made that team better. Right, he has. We know this. I think, I think the addition of Chris Paul brings that experience, brings that leadership. And I think in, in a situation where he went from OKC to... The Suns, it's strength to strength because he went to a young team and now he's back up, playing a game with a young team but is seen as the leader. I think the Nuggets and Lakers, I think because both teams, you know, it's were just so about, hard fought. It's, it's just about whether um, whether LeBron and AD can get back healthy in time. Well, I will tell you this. Because it's so tight, you, the, the Western Division and the East Division are, you know, night and day. You have two, two games separating the Lakers from the Trailblazers. Three games separating for the Mavericks and Lakers. I'm looking at the Lakers and see if they can hold it. But, I mean, the net is so competitive in the West. They could potentially fall down to even the eighth spot because the Grizzlies... That might work in their favor. Who knows? But I think with another team I want to mention out the West, the Clippers. You're always an enigma. There's been rumors of Kawhi, like, leaving. But he's not going to leave. No, we know this. He's went to L.A. because he's got family there. That's his home. Yeah. But... Clippers, make it past the second round. If you do not make it past the se- uh, the second round this year, mm-hmm. it will be yet another failure. Of course it will be. Because 
Last year, you completely bottomed out in the most stereotypical Clippers way possible, blowing yet another 3-1 lead. Yeah. This time, you need to step up. Paul George has been playing well this year. Yeah, but when it, when it, when it counts, it's easy. He needs to show up. We know so does Kawhi. We know it's about Paul George. But Rondo, was, I think, is a great addition. He's done well for them so far since the trade. Yeah. But... Everybody needs to show up for the Clippers. They need to make it past the second round. If you don't make it to the Western Com- Conference Finals, you are going to be just so mocked for just all eternity. All right. Moving on. Just as a side note, I'm thinking NCAA, the championship game between Baylor, Gonzaga and Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, Gon- Gonzaga, they normally choke in the Elite Eight and. And Sweet 16. I'm not going to bash them this time. Baylor was just the better team. They just completely outplayed them. I they, saw the highlights they of the just, They just completely outplayed Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, Gonzaga were looking for to finish off the perfect season 32-0, and but it wasn't going to happen. No. I mean, Baylor was the second team, all the, sec, the second best team in the country all year long. Yeah. They looked consistent on both ends. They had, they could kill you in so many ways on offense and defense. That if they were, if I think whoever came up against Baylor in the final was bound to lose. Yeah. I mean, it just had to be Gonzaga. And um, we're not going to bash Gonzaga because they made it further than anybody expected them to. They pretty much busted all of their their previous stereotypes about them choking in the Sweet 16, Elite 8. They made it to the Final Four, got past the Final Four to the yeah. National Championship. I, I, I would disagree slightly. I would say that for Gonzaga as a as a school with a reputation of being there, this would have been a letdown. This would because have because I feel like if they were a better team, if if they were a team that's that's been like known to be successful, they are and known show, to be successful. Well, show up in 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 the tournament and show, they do. Yeah, but they don't. They they don't make it past the middle of the round. Well, that's the problem. This is the, this is the thing that I think again for me Gonzaga as a program, as a school program, as a school being there repeatedly every year. You talk about them being where they are. This I would think would be the the hardest pill to swallow. Of course, it's it, always of, the hardest pill. To swallow. Of course, but they've still got. It depends on who comes back for juniors or who declares for the draft. But we'll we'll see if they can because they've nor they've have a. A really strong recruiting program, yeah. so I think they could come back All right. and do so something. We're switching gears. We're co- we're coming back to Junior's rant here, Ooh. but this is an NHL rant, and this is an NHL rant for just to to I guess set the scene, folks. This is about an NHL team that really requires no real introduction, but have struggled as a franchise historically, and now at this point, it's, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Buffalo Sabres, in particular the Pagulas, who own both Buffalo franchises in the city, the Bills and the Sabres, what the hell are you doing? What have you done to this team? You have completely, just absolutely ruined it. Let's talk about the Pagulas first. First of all, you know why the Bills are thriving now? Because they don't have their grubby little hands all over the team. Now, since they have their hands on the Sabres... Since they're not letting the hockey men do their job, now because you're meddling, you have ruined this team. Kim, and you know who Terry Pagula brought in to be president of the Sabres? Kim Pagula. His wife. Call me what you want, but what does she know about hockey? Apparently it's running it like a toxic culture and just using it as, as a bunch of nepotism. 
because she's brought in family and friends to run team, run the positions in the team, and give favors where they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, w- really? Are you trying to be the Lakers of the of of what the mid two thousands? And let's talk about the team because all of their new acquisitions have flamed out, and they traded Stall as well for to Montreal for basically nothing. Who they traded. For from the Rangers for basically nothing as well. Jeff Skinner was signed was traded for in the two thousand in the middle of the 2018-19 season as as a push to try and for the future because twenty seven year old score streaky but he he could be good at times. He was coming into a free agent free, he was going into free agency that off season. They wanted to bring him back. They did at eight years nine million dollars per. For an inconsistent goal scorer, before the COVID break, he had 14 goals that whole season. For $9 million? That's horrid. And that's and this, just to put it in perspective, $9 million per year in the NHL is a ridiculous sum. In the NBA, it's, it's chump change. But in the NHL, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous cap hit. And it's gotten even worse this year. In 36 appearances, he's had four goals and two assists, and his plus-minus is is negative 12. What for nine million dollars? That's one of the worst contracts in the entire league, and it keeps going. This year's free agency, they got Taylor Hall on a one-year deal worth about eight million. 37 appearances, two goals, two goals for a goal scorer like Taylor Hall. Really. Eight million dollars, and I'm looking at the plus minus, the lowest plus minus in the league. One, two, three, four, four, five. The five players with the lowest plus minus are all on the Sabers. All of them. You have co- your team ha- has become the Cleveland Browns. It's moved from from Lake Erie to Key Point Bank Arena. And that's it. You you need to do some serious soul-searching, Sabres, because your team is a mess. All right. No one's listening to that. I don't think the Pagulas will listen to your rant, but it's well well appreciated. That's it. I think another week down, right? Yep. On a different day. Well, well on a different time zone. We'll see. Uh, we'll but see. anyway, that's our show for this week. I've got some NRL content coming up for our Australian listeners, but we'll, we're going to keep continue to do this every single week so you listen so we'll see you guys next week bye